This week, we are starting our series on buy-in for SEL. This series, we are covering all of the bases so you can create an SEL program that has buy-in from your principal, staff, community, and students. Today's episode, we are going to play a quick game of Would You Rather, share some of the best ways to get your administrators to buy into implementing an SEL program at your school, and we will finish things off by answering our question of the day. I am your host, Michelle Shepard, and I am joined today by my trusty co-host, Caitlin Baldwin. We are just two middle school counselors in the trenches wanting to share our unfiltered SEL tips and tricks that we have learned and developed over the years with you. So let's get down to it. Let's talk about the nitty gritty of buy-in for our principals. Some of us have amazing administrators, you know, that they wanna listen to every single idea that we have, and some of us don't, and that happens. So what can we do to help those of us who don't? Because in reality, we know there's many of us out there feeling like we are drowning in those negative student behaviors. We seem to get those office referrals after office referral and no changes are seen with those kiddos. We feel like we're stuck and sometimes we feel alone. Oh, so true. Yeah. But we can bring an SEO program to the table to get our principals on board. We will dive deeper into that into a bit. So we are going to start with our game. These games, we want to bring you every episode, one, because they're fun for us to do, but also just to give you something that you can do with your students in a small group or in your classroom, something that kind of builds safety and a place where they have a voice so that you can implement those SEL lessons as you move on, kind of creates buy-in with the students. So today's game that we're going to share with you is Would You Rather? You've probably played this before with your students, but Caitlin, I have the best would you rather question for you. Oh man, hit me with it. Okay. Would you rather have a bottle of glitter spill in your office or find mouse poop on your desk? Oh man, can I answer neither? Because both of those sound terrible. (laughs) Um, hmm. You know, I think as gross as it sounds, I'd rather find the mouse poop. Because the glitter, I I just feel like I'd never get it cleaned up. Like, no matter how hard I tried, it would always be there. You just find the glitter specks. Oh, my gosh. Ew. But, like, the mouse is on your desk. If it pooped there, the mouse climbed on your desk. But that means, like, I can get a Clorox wipe and just, like, scrub it, and it's going to be bleached. Like, it's just bleached. Whereas, like, the glitter, I still feel like it would be everywhere. And then some, I would get it in my hair, or like on my face, and the kids would say something to me of, why do you have glitter all over you? And it, it would just be there forever. forever. Well, that's true. You can't get rid of glitter. What would you do? Which would you rather have? Oh, glitter. I mean, I, I don't like glitter. Glitter gets everywhere. You can't get rid of it. But, ooh, I don't want a mouse on my desk. Like, that's my space. That invades my space. He's invading my personal space. Mouse are gross. Mice are gross. Mouse is mice. They're all gross. Mice. 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 Mice Mice are gross. Yeah, but like, they're kind of cute. Little fluffy. 
It's not like a rat. Like, it's a mouse. Okay, they're but... Ti- re- they're tiny. But remember the mouse that stared at you from the teacher's lounge? Was he There cute? was a mouse who did stare at me while I had a student in my office. I may have been a little distracted. I don't remember what we were talking about. He was cute, <laughs> though. He was white. Little tiny little guy. I was a little worried that he would come to my office rather than stay in the teacher's lounge. Thankfully, he made the right choice of staying in the lounge. But I, I still think I'd choose the poop. Ooh. I, I don't like litter and I don't want to clean it up, but I will take litter <laughs> over mouse poop, hands down, because that means there's a mouse there. Oh, man. Well, varying opinions, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Moving on to principal buy-in. So I'm going to start with a little story. Kaylin, you can probably add your version of the story as well, your own story. And I remember starting at the middle school, we had no counseling program whatsoever. And it was chaos all the time. Like, I kid you not, chaos. I remember sitting in my office and a student screaming at our assistant principal, Stop looking at me with those eyes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was that. It was tears every day, every day, to the point that everyone made fun of me. And they were like, how many people did you make cry today? There was not a day that went by that I did not have someone crying in my office. Parent, student, teacher, somebody. And it was usually way more than one somebody. It was like three, four, five. I think one day it was seven People crying in my office all day. So it was kind of a joke. How many people did you make cry today? And that's kind of when I realized uh, we have to do something. We are not going to survive this. Yeah. Do you have a similar? I know my first year of counseling was during the pandemic. So things were already just different. Kids didn't know what to do. And I remember just the blank stares and kids like they didn't even know how to talk to each other. They didn't know how to talk to adults. Everyone was just, it was chaos, but almost silent chaos for a while because Uh they were so confused. But then as they got comfortable with the school year, you know, okay, that's when things started to get a little more crazy. They were like, all right, we can bring our old ways into a pandemic world and still cause chaos in our classrooms (laughs) even with smaller number of students in the classrooms they found ways if they only used all those skills for good instead of bad right they're unstoppable little geniuses but for the wrong way sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so my quote that i found for today all great change begins with chaos so good right and I have no idea who wrote that. It it didn't have. It's true, though. It didn't have a name. Whoever that was, very wise person. Yes. So we have all this chaos. How do we get our principals to buy into changing it? Usually they're probably seeing some of it, whether it's just the discipline side and they're seeing an increase of referrals or they're seeing that we're losing our minds and running around like crazy. I'm, I would assume most principals have an idea that there's an issue. So how do we get them to just buy into fixing the issue or how to fix the issue? And for me, one of the greatest catapults in changing that culture and changing the things at our school was really working towards the ask a ramp. Um, 
program. And so if you don't know what the ASCA RAMP program is, ASCA is the American School Counselor Association and RAMP stands for a recognized ASCA model program. And this is essentially a data-driven school counseling program. And if you haven't experienced going through the process of an ASCA RAMP program, just um, love your naivety because mm-hmm. it will uh, help you get through. If you have experience going through this process, um, you know that it can be quite the challenge and it is much easier if you are not doing it alone. So if you are a lone counselor in your building, maybe do it with the other counselors in your district so that you have someone to talk to. If you are not the lone counselor in your building, you definitely need your counseling team on board with you. And it's very beneficial if you have other people in the school on board with you because it is a significant amount of work to do it. However, that being said, that significant amount of work has changed so much for our counseling program because you start out kind of gives you the guidelines of what you need for a data-driven program. And so you're really building something that works perfectly for your school and your building, which is really cool. And one of the things that is kind of hated but loved at the same time is keeping track of your time and how you use your time, which is really frustrating if you've never done that before to like actually keep track of it. However, the outcome of keeping track of all that time is to see what are you doing with all your time? So are you babysitting kids? Are you um, are you actually seeing kids? Where's that time going? Are you teaching lessons? Do you have time to teach lessons? So pulling that data of your time so your principals can see, hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, yes. how much time are you using? Right. I wish you guys could see me. I'm just sitting here <laughs> nodding my head at every <laughs> single thing Michelle is saying. I'm like, yes, girl, preach this. Us counselors, we understand. We hear you. Um, you know, we're really talking about that student data, like talking back to the circling back to those principals who maybe aren't as supportive or giving you the things you're asking for. Like those principals, they thrive on the data. That's their job. That's what they live for. Give it to them, people. You know, tell them how many kids are you seeing daily, weekly in your office? You know, as Michelle was saying, like those kids crying every day or You know, are you having so many office referrals, those teachers sending how many kids a day to those offices? You know, small groups, are you able to do those groups? Are you able to push into those classrooms and do lessons? Those are the things, the data that you need to give your principals. And if you haven't started collecting data from your students, you can do that in multiple ways. There are needs assessments that you can pay companies to use an assessment that they've already built and gather that data and you can use it every year. There are um, like templates for those on the ASCO website. You might have to be a member to access those. But I also, I was just looking today to see if I could find some resources for you of where you could find those needs assessments. And then I thought to myself, you know, here at MindTrack, we need to make our own needs assessment. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm going to like send that over, you know, to the people at the top and be like, hey, we need mind track needs and needs assessment. Yeah, so I agree. That might be coming in the future, but until then, you can look online and find a needs assessment or just sit down and create some questions. I love Google Forms. I think it's a great way to 
gather your data. You can do it anonymously so the kids don't have to submit their email address or anything like that. And sometimes I think they're more open to giving you information. And the information that you get back sometimes is just shocking. It's unbelievable what they say. And some of the things that you can ask questions about are what are things that are making it difficult for them to learn at school? You know, are they hungry? Are they using drugs? Are they afraid to be at school? Mm-hmm. Peer conflict. Yes. Um, what are you seeing in your office that's making it difficult at school? So right now I am solely sixth grade is what I'm doing. And man, those sixth graders, after really not having much socialization for over two years, that is very low right now. Their maturity levels Um, so it's just a lot of peer conflict, a lot of rumors, a lot of drama and those Google forms for me, those needs assessments are huge. So those kids are able to fill out my Google docs and say to me, you know, Mrs. Baldwin, so-and-so is saying these things to me. Like, I don't know what to do. Where do I go from here? So the fact that they feel comfortable sharing those things through a form and maybe not having to say it to my face initially or to somebody else's face because they maybe they feel uncomfortable or they don't know what to do. It's it's a good tool. Oh, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. not only are you doing a needs assessment like school wide mm-hmm. to see the data, you're letting the kids talk to you constantly and give you that information all the time. Right. Oh, how amazing. Mm hmm. So look for a needs assessment. And from there, you can see what are the needs of your kids? What, where are they struggling? And it's self-reported. So you really hear straight from their mouth the issues that they're having trouble with, which I think is just so cool because you can build a program that works for your students. And those needs assessments change every year, which is fine mm-hmm. um, because you can change the goals of your counseling program every year. Right. I feel like every year things are different. And you can share those needs assessments, again, back to with your principal. It's just showing them another piece of data. So it's good for yourself as a counselor, but it's also great to give that information to your principals. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about benefits of the SEL. Things that we want to share with our principals specifically, and I cannot emphasize this enough, why it is so important. It is important, guys. SEL matters, and we need to get those principals on board with us. So let's just talk about a few quotes that we have for you. So early intervention reports from Universal Social and Emotional Learning, which is SEL, interventions have good evidence of enhancing young people's social and emotional skills and reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety in the short term. So to dive into that, um, the early intervention report, it's actually from the UK. And they are showing that SEL is actually reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety. And I know at least I'm with eighth grade right now. My kids are struggling so bad with anxiety and depression. The pandemic really did a number on them. I agree completely. So knowing this information, we know SEL is helping reduce that anxiety piece, which is huge across the world. Yeah, really. It's everywhere. So, all right, let's look at our next stat. Castle reports that students participating in SEL programs showed improvement in classroom behavior and increased ability to manage stress and depression and better attitudes about themselves, others, and school. So this right here is saying our kids are not getting in trouble as much. They're staying in the classroom more. They're able to get along with their peers. They're able to show empathy to their peers. 
Plus, their academics are increasing, their stress is decreasing, and they're showing less signs of depression. Which Amazing. Is awesome. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's everything we want. I think teachers would jump for joy with this information. <laughs> right. Really? In their classrooms? Man. Keeping kids in class. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. So our last our last quote today came from Columbia University, and it's published in an article in the Journal of Cost Analysis, and it reports that SEL has an 11 to 1 return on investment. So, you know, your principals are all about the money. Are they going to put in the money to buy an SEL program? Here's the data for them. So this means for every dollar that's invested in an SEL program, the school is going to see an $11 return on that investment. So you can share share this with them. This came from Columbia University. And again, it was published in an article in the Journal of Cost Analysis. So you can share that with your principals. Show me the money. Right? Wow. That's huge. All right. We're going to wrap up our segment of this show with our da-da-da question of the week. This is where we want to hear from you guys and answer those tough questions. We're called LCL Unfiltered for a reason, guys. Email us your questions at podcast at themindtrek.com. This week's question is simple. What is SEL? So we spent an entire episode talking about getting principal buy-in for SEL. Right. And what if you don't know what SEL is? I mean, most of us do, but right. I mean, there's new counselors. There's people out there that just heard it and are too embarrassed to ask what it means because, well, nobody wants to look dumb, right? So I don't. Sometimes I, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Okay, so the simple question of the week, what is SEL? So please send us your questions because we want to answer the hard questions, not just the simple questions. Right. SEL stands for social and emotional learning. And, you know, historically in school, we're teaching math, science, social studies, language Mm -hmm. arts, reading. And SEL really refers to all of those other life skills that get taught in school that maybe didn't always have a name for them but sort of your soft skills. So SEL really refers to, as it says, social and emotional skills. So identifying your emotions, regulating your emotions, Mm -hmm. uh, reducing your stress, uh, that anxiety piece, that depression piece. How do you deal with what's going on inside of your head? But more than that, understanding who you are and understanding others. It's okay to be different understanding how to interact with others, mm-hmm. how to have empathy for That's others. The empathy piece is huge. Right? Huge. Those masks really, really impacted empathy, I think. Yes. Yes. And just as, you know, we have social media and phone usage and all of that, just SEL I think is huge too with helping with how to interact with each other behind a screen. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then relationships. How do you build relationships? Mm-hmm. How do you have a friend? What is a good friend? Mm-hmm. What is not a good friend? How do you act as a good friend? Right. And then how do you work together in a group? I mean, we've been isolated for so long. We really need to rebuild those like group skills. How do you interact as a group? How do you work with a partner and not by yourself? And then decision-making skills, because we know, I mean, at the middle school. Middle school is a tough time, my friends. <laughs> we know this. Making oh, yeah. making good choices is hard. It is. We may have made t-shirts that say, make good choices. Oh, those are so good. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for hanging out with us today. Please send us your questions. We want to hear from you. We want to make sure that we are giving you the information that you want to know. We will see you again next week. 
has been SEL Unfiltered. Thanks to our sponsor, the MindTrek SEL program, guiding people of all ages to make the impossible possible by giving them the tools to overcome stress, build stronger relationships, and climb their Everest. You can find them at themindtrek.com. If you have feedback or want us to answer your SEL questions, email us at podcast at themindtrek.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time to empower the SEL guide in you. Thank you.